Hi everyone, welcome back to the It's Gonna Be Okay Baby Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alex, Alex Wellington. We are, this is the first episode, live from Prospect Park, baby. I got outside of my apartment today. It is an unbelievably beautiful day here in Brooklyn today. It's, I think it's like a high of like 75 degrees. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, once work ends, I'm gonna go to Prospect Park. I'm gonna bring my recording equipment and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna start recording. And let me tell you, I am quite anxious as I'm recording this right now. There, I found a spot where like there aren't that many people near me, but I, I just feel weird like sitting down with a microphone and my laptop plugged in in the middle of Prospect Park. And I'm like hunched over because I don't really have, I think next time I need to bring like a couple of books with me because my laps or my microphone is like low on the ground and I'm hunching over so that I'm like speaking into it. Um, and so I definitely need to bring a couple more books with me. But regardless, I am here. I said I would do this. I said I would start recording more frequently. I think it's only been three or four days since I last released an episode. So you're welcome. I am living up to my word. But today's episode is going to be all about returning to the Alphabet series that I was working on previously. Um, I know it's been quite a long time since I released an episode as part of that series, but I want to try and finish it because I think it's a very realistic goal in terms of like a little project within the podcast. Um, and it'll help sort of keep me accountable. And I've said this a hundred times, uh, but I think it, it just gives me like new content to focus on rather than just like talking about my days and, and giving weekly recaps and stuff like that, which I don't think are particularly interesting. I think you'd rather hear me sort of give my thoughts and opinions on certain things and places and concepts and all that stuff rather than just being like oh like this is what I did this week I went to the grocery store I went to Trader Joe's I made more soup like we get it I don't I don't do many exciting things and so (laughs) those weekly recaps not that interesting Um, as you can probably tell if you listen to the last episode I just released not a lot going on not a lot of fun things to share Um, but anyways I Let's get right into it. My back is like already starting to hurt and we're only like two and a half minutes into this episode. Um, I definitely need to come up with like a better system for recording and I'm not quite sure what that's gonna look like. Maybe I just need to bring like multiple books so I can stack up the the um, microphone, but then I, I feel like that's not as discreet and then people might actually like be looking at me and <laughs> being like, what is this kid doing? But who cares, right? Who cares? I. If you listened to last week's, or not last week's, last episode, I talked all about sort of like channeling this positive mindset that's being reinforced through my therapy sessions. And so if there are people looking at me right now, honestly, kind of cool. That means I'm drawing attention to myself and whether it's positive or negative, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to sort of enjoy doing what I like, which is podcasting. And who cares if it's in the middle of Prospect Park? That's kind of fun, right? Anyways... Today's episode is all going to be about the letter E and all the different words that I've thought of that start with the letter E. Um, And I figured it would make the most sense to start off by talking about England, which is, of course, my... (laughs) Wow. I was like, I was going to say, oh, it's like where I grew up. It's my birthplace, whatever. And I 
for some reason, like, those words couldn't come to my mind just there. So that's why I was, like, pausing and couldn't think of anything. Um, But yes, if you, the chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you know me. And so this isn't, like, a surprise. But if you don't know me personally and you somehow stumbled across this podcast, um, I was actually born in England. Um, I was born in the town called Pembury. Just, uh, I actually don't really know where it's located, to be honest. That's how fake British I am. Um, and my entire family is actually from England. We did not, unfortunately, spend that much time there uh, once I was born. My parents decided to sort of move to the United States due to my dad's job. Um, but I am 100% British. All of my extended relatives live there and are from there. Um, and we are the only sort of family to have left and, and come to America. Um, and what I want to talk about with regards to that is it's just like this idea and I don't know if people feel similarly if, depending on if you've like been born somewhere and then ended up sort of moving shortly after um, for reference I was born and then legitimately six months later we moved to America so like I really did not get to experience living in England whatsoever um, and so what I wanted to talk about was this kind of like thing that that sits in the back of my mind constantly of like what would my life have been like had I grown up British because you know it, it's a very real possibility that that could have been my life as opposed to people who like let's say your parents were like vacationing in Europe and you happened to be born at that time and it's like well they lived in America and so you weren't you can't think of like oh what it, what would it have been like if I had like grown up in France or wherever you might have been born. Um, in my case, like my parents were fully British. They lived there. They grew up there. All of their, all of my family was there. Um, and it just so happened that you know my dad got a sort of job offer in the United States, and therefore that's why we moved. And who knows if if that would have been the case had he not sort of gotten that offer. And so I spend I can't even count like n- endless nights when I'm laying down in bed thinking about what would my life have been like had I sort of grown up in England and I I don't think I have like an answer to that really um and it's but but I'm always thinking like well the thing that I I always like jump to first is I think about schooling and how the public school systems and like the high school kind of curriculum and all that type of stuff in the United States is vastly different compared to kind of like the schooling experience in England. Um, and I, I always think about like, hmm, maybe I would have sort of found and come to my interests much more quickly had I been living in England because the way in which their schooling system is set up is it, it kind of gives you greater opportunity to explore and and pursue subjects that you're interested in as opposed to following like a strict curriculum of like math english history science etc like we we do here in the u.s um and i think when i went to college right i spent the first few years absolutely not knowing what i was interested in and it, it almost felt like kind of like wasted time to be honest and i wish i could have had those two years back um because instead of searching around trying to figure out what I what I was interested in, which ultimately ended up being environmental science, had I had known and had a better idea and had like high school prepped me better, um, then I you know I could have done maybe more minors or I could have been involved in like greater things as opposed to like 
my last two years were basically scrambling, making sure that I finished my major and my minor because I had spent those first two years basically fucking around and taking random classes, just trying to get a, an understanding of what I was interested in. Um, and so I'm always kind of jealous in that respect of the way in which like the, the British schooling system is set up. And, and I'm being very vague here because I, I don't actually know like the exact specifics of how different it is. I mean, I know, you know, you sort of take exams based on the courses that you focused on as opposed to taking exams for every single class that you sort of took. And, and I know that's kind of different to the US schooling system. Um, but yeah, whenever I'm thinking of like, oh, how would my life have been different? One of the first things I think about, of course, is school. Um, another thing that I think about is just like, who would I have, like, what, what is the type of person that I would have grown up to be? And I don't, I don't think you can like say that you would be a different person based on like where you lived necessarily. Like, would I have become the person that I am today? I would imagine so. However, you know, maybe the types of things that I'm interested in wouldn't be the exact same. So, you know, in the U.S., I grew up and I, I played a lot of traditional, like, American sports. I played baseball. I played, actually, now that I think about it, baseball. Well, I guess I, I really liked basketball and stuff like that. Okay, this is, like, a terrible... I was trying to, like, think of, like, oh, yeah, I played baseball and I played football. And, but the thing is, I didn't, I didn't really do any of that. I didn't play soccer, though. And so maybe had I grown up in England, I would have been much more involved in soccer as opposed to baseball because I don't really think they... Um, have as many opportunities for you to get involved with baseball at a young age. Um, but I guess I still would have played a lot of golf because golf is quite popular in the UK. Um, but like, who knows, like, what would my friends have been like? You know, would they have been similar types of people that I surround myself with now? Or would they be different? And like, what would my music interests be? And what would I, I don't know, it's just like stuff like that. It's so interesting to me to, for me to think about. Um, and I obviously don't have like an answer because I, that's just impossible to know. You can't like live your life thinking what ifs and, and I think for the longest of time I, I was always like kind of like mad at my parents for having us like move to the United States and I know, you know, that anger is not warranted and I, I never obviously like expressed that anger to them but I was always like, oh damn, like I, like I would always be like, thinking like what if and like what would my life have been like and and sort of like regretting things that never even happened to me um and I just think that that's like kind of interesting and I'm I am curious if other people have felt that way and, and maybe it's not even like living in an entirely different country like let's say you moved um towns or you you moved like states and stuff like that you know all of those experiences depending on where you ended up they're going to be different and and no experience in in different places is, is the same and so uh, it's just it's an interesting concept for me to think about and my one last thing that I want to talk about with regards to England and, and having basically no connection to it or actually I guess I have a couple things one thing that I think is interesting um, is that oh, no. oh my god my microphone just fell over I feel like this is gonna happen a lot let me like reset this oh my god I'm still talking through this though it's kind of funny also I need to like legs are killing me. I need to like readjust how I'm sitting. This is gonna, I guarantee you the audio on this episode is gonna be like extremely scuffed. Um, however, I'm not gonna go back and fix it. I think for 
for it being my first episode in Prospect Park. I just want it to be as raw as possible. Um, so apologies to your ears if any of this is coming across as terrible and if you can hear all the dogs barking in the background. But I think that's kind of fun, and I, I enjoy that aspect of recording outside and not, like, inside of my bedroom or, you know, in a studio or anything like that. Um, but getting back to what I was saying before my microphone fell over, I... I basically, it's weird for me that, like, I, I identify as British, but I have, like, absolutely no connection to the place whatsoever. Um, I've only been there probably, like, six or seven times. You know, we, we try and go back to visit family, but it's not always that easy, um, you know, just logistically to, to get over there. Um, and so it's, it's funny because I'm still a UK citizen, so I still have a British passport. Um, I'm here living in the US on a green card, so I'm not, I can't vote um, in like, you know, presidential elections or, or anything like that, and I haven't been able to the last two election cycles, which has kind of been weird for me, um, especially like, well, I mean, even in, I would say in both cases, because, you know, in both situations, we were dealing with Trump as a potential candidate, and like not not that my vote necessarily would have mattered a whole lot. I mean, I guess this year it would have mattered more because um, back in what would have been 2016, that was when it was Hillary against Trump. I would have, I guess, I would have been voting as a New Jersey resident. Um, but this cycle, I would have been voting as a South Carolina resident. So I guess it would have had a little bit more sway. And and I just, I don't know, it just felt weird like missing out on that. Um, and I know, you know, voting's not, like, this, like, grand thing, but it it just, it, it always kind of, like, feels weird when I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't vote, or I get stopped on the street. This has been happening to me a lot recently. I've been getting stopped on the street by um, people who are, like, canvassing for, I guess, the upcoming, like, New York City elections, and they're always like, oh, are you a registered Democrat in New York? And I always have to be like, I wish, but um, I can't actually vote because I'm not even a citizen of this country. And they always look at me like, what? Like, you don't have an accent, you're not, and I'm like, yeah, I'm from England, whatever. Um, and that's another thing, the accent, not having an accent, I mean, you can't expect to have an accent from only living there for six months, but that's always like a weird thing too. It's like, I, whenever I'm like, oh, I'm British, people are just like, oh, he's just saying that. And it's like, no, like I, I am, but you wouldn't be able to tell because I sound, you know, as American as, as can be. And, and you know, my, my parents still sort of have their accents a little bit, and it's funny because to my ear, I don't really notice them that much, but whenever my friends would come over and, like, meet my parents for the first time, they would always comment on, like, oh my god, your mom has such a cute accent, or, like, your dad has a funny accent, and I'd always be like, what? Like, what accent? They just sound, like, they sound American to me. I don't even recognize it. So that that's always, like, very interesting to think about. Um, and it's always a bummer when I, you know, I, I would level up like 10 levels if I had a UK accent, but unfortunately I don't and I just have um, a voice that sometimes I don't really like and at least with an accent maybe I could have liked my voice more, but who knows, that's another thing of like, what if and like, how would my life be differently if I, if I didn't like hate my voice as much, um, but you know, you can't really spend your life in regret and thinking in what ifs because that just like weighs you down and you know I, I didn't have control over <laughs> moving from sort of the country that I was born in to an entirely different country and, and ended up settling here and 
And so it, it's just not like a healthy mindset to, to constantly think about, you know, what my future could have been like. Um, but if it's, although it might not be healthy, it, it is kind of fun to do. And so that's why I wanted to just kind of like kick off the podcast by, by talking about that. Um, but yeah, the next, the next word, sorry, the, I'm like so distracted. There's so much going on in this park right now. So if you see me like taking weird breaks in between like segments and stuff like that, that's probably why. Um, and I also got my back. I think I'm going to break my back by the end of this episode because it, I'm hunch, I'm like the hunchback of Notre Dame right now. I'm leaning over so far to get close to this microphone and people are definitely walking by and being like, what is this kid doing? Um, but who cares? It's, it's fun and I'm having a fun time recording this and I'm glad that I'm outside because like I said, today is such a beautiful day. Um, and it's just like wonderful to be outside enjoying the, the warm weather, um, as we transition into summer, which is really fun. Anyway, uh, the next word that I wanted to talk about or like concept, whatever that starts with an E is Earth Day. Um, Funny enough, this week is uh, the week in which Earth Day falls on. I, I'm actually going to be a bad environmentalist, and I don't actually know the exact day. Let me look it up really quickly. Actually, I probably don't have internet connection out here in the park because it's pretty bad. Um, I don't know the exact day that Earth Day is. Maybe it's a Friday. Maybe it's Wednesday. I feel like it's like the 22nd or something like that. Either way, I'm... I'm showing my true colors here and that I'm like a fake environmentalist who who knows how I graduated with a degree in environmental science and I don't even know the day that Earth Day falls on. Um, but I wanted to talk about Earth Day and like Earth Week and, and this concept of sort of having this holiday because I think it's, it's become kind of like a weird thing for me where like in the past I would always like post about like oh earth day like love your mother like mother nature is so amazing we should be celebrating all this yeah blah 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 um but like the concept of earth day has sort of been like greenwashed by corporate sort of companies and they've like taken advantage of it and and now you'll like see all like even today in my email i got like a bunch of emails from like I guess companies that I must have like looked at or bought things from in the past and they're like oh like save on these sustainable items and like they're basically using Earth Day as a way for you to just you know keep on buying products which may or may not be sustainable you know that I hate the word sustainable if I'm going to be honest with you um sustainable is such like a weird concept and word for me because it, there's so many different definitions and people have so many different like ideas of like what it truly means to be sustainable and I, I just like I don't know for it, it just like doesn't have the same effect on me as as it used to like I used to be like oh yeah like I love sustainability I love being a sustainable person but um, that concept and that word has just been taken so far and like used by companies who literally like contribute tons and tons of emissions into the world and they use it to kind of like mask their their like bad behaviors essentially um like if you put the word sustainable into like a policy briefing or like an article or even like in this case what i was talking about like a sale where like you're trying to advertise and market products people will see that and they'll be like oh yeah this is great like i'm buying something that's sustainable or like oh this this law is great it says it says the word sustainable in it but it's like 
yeah, okay, but how are, how are you defining sustainable? How are they defining sustainable? Very often those two, two kind of ideas and concepts don't align, and that's where I think I have like my, my issue with sustainability as a whole. Um, but getting back to, to Earth Day and all that stuff, I mean, I, it, the concept of Earth Day, it's obviously becoming extremely important as we sort of near this tipping point. Um, and just the other day I was reading this article um, that says like the world, like one of the world's like largest glaciers is very close to reaching its tipping point and once it does reach that tipping point um, we can expect like three feet of like a, a three f an increase of three feet in uh, like sea water sea water levels what am I saying ocean levels um, god I my brain really does not work anymore um, I think it's from being like out of school for so long now which I mean it's only been what I guess it'll be two years by the time by this summer is that right 2021 yeah because I graduated in like 2019 um but yeah being being away from school geez I I just have such a hard time of like articulating my thoughts when it comes to certain concepts so apologies on that um what was I saying oh yeah I was reading this article that was like we can expect um three feet of sea level rise that's that's what I was trying to say sea level ocean what was I saying? Sea ocean rise or something? Um, sea level rise if this glacier reaches its tipping point. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that article will be shared a lot on, on Earth Day, and, and I really appreciate that. Um, but it, it's like, we can't just keep having this holiday, right? Like, it, it, it need, the holiday needs to be every single day. Like, Earth Day should be every single day, and it shouldn't just be a one-year thing where we pretend to be, you know, action makers and we, we pledge that we're going to do certain things differently and stuff like that because um, the reality is that's not that's not that's not what is happening um you know biden hasn't even done that good of a job on following up on a lot of his different like environmental initiatives and you know when you have these billion dollar companies that are responsible for a huge portion of greenhouse gas emissions and they're not being held accountable and you know we, we talk about holding them accountable on this earth day and stuff like that like it, it just doesn't it doesn't really do anything um and so that that's why i'm just like you know it is earth day is having a day marked as earth day a good thing absolutely it brings awareness it gets people excited and gets people educated on certain issues if they're not aware um but we need it to be a more common thing and not just like this one-time holiday that's celebrated annually it, it needs to people need to treat every single day as earth day um, and i don't know how we do that i don't know how we achieve that i don't know how you you know, enforce that mindset into people and plug that into people's brains um, when a lot of the a lot of these issues aren't like up to the individual. They're up to these you know corporations and, and governments that are contributing the most to these types of things. But you know, I think that's one way of of sort of at least kind of like chipping away at the problem. Of, of, it's just like making people think that this should be a more common thing and and stuff like that so yeah I don't know what my rant on Earth Day was really about there I just felt like talking about it and thought it was relevant considering this week is uh, has Earth Day in it I'm so sorry for not knowing the actual day that's kind of embarrassing um, 
But yeah, that was my little Earth Day spiel. Um, the next e-word that I wanted to talk about really quick before we head into a break, and before I also take a pause because my fucking legs and back are destroying me right now, um, is of course Ellie Golding. How could I? How could I record an episode with the word e in it without talking about Ellie Golding? And the answer is I couldn't. So. If you know me, I mean, you've, and you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I, I have a huge infatuation with pop stars. Um, they're easily my favorite people in the music industry. They're the people that I fall in love with. They're the people whose music I love the most. Um, I just, I want to be, I like literally want to be a pop star. If they're my dream job, if someone ever asked me what your dream job or career or aspiration or whatever it would be, it would 1 million percent be pop star because I think they have... The coolest lives ever. Um, you make amazing music. You have amazing fan bases. You make amazing music videos. You get to go on, and you bring like such high level energy to your concerts as opposed to other types of music. Which is not to say other types of music are bad. That's not what I'm saying there. I just there's just like a certain energy that comes with pop music, right? That that other you know indie rock or whatever doesn't achieve as much. Um, and so, Ellie Golding was my first sort of like pop star obsession um largely because she's kind of like one of the older pop stars i guess you could say among like our generation um and she's not old by any means but you know when comparatively to the people that i like in terms of like dua lipa and charlie xcx and um you know people like that ellie is is on the older side and was releasing music much earlier than those people were um and so she was like the first true pop star that i kind of like came across and fell in love with um and if you're not familiar with her music I would say that her older stuff is actually much better than what she has recently released which is kind of sad because you know I'm in like my pop era right now where it's really like the only type of music that I listen to and the fact that her newer albums haven't been like hitting as much as her old ones is kind of sad but it doesn't really matter because I can always just go back and listen to you know lights or anything could happen or any of those classic bangers that I'm sure people know a little bit about um but one of I think my favorite album of hers is, is probably Delirium which came out I believe my freshman year of NYU so that would have been um I guess like 2016 or 2015 um and this album was really long um but I, I just like really resonated with a lot of the songs and, and they had a lot of like catchy beats so I would always find myself in my dorm room like dancing alone to them um, which you know my freshman year was pretty difficult and so the fact that I had this album to like lean on and and you know like create memories with and, and I got to go and see her in person when she toured that album and I went by myself and it was such a fun experience for me um, and I've actually I think some of my fondest memories of concerts have been associated with Ellie Golding. now that I think about it. Um, I saw her at Firefly one year, which was really fun. Um, I like dressed up in like a, or I had like a British flag wrapped around me and in my mind she saw me and was like, oh yeah, like shout out to all the British fans. I know she didn't actually do that, but in my mind that's what she did. Um, and I also saw her at like the MSG theater. Um, in high school, which was really cool. It was like one of my only like high school concerts that I had been to. Um, I saw that with a good friend of mine. So I just, yeah, I wanted to like mention Ellie Golding. I don't have a whole lot to, to talk about her really, but I just figured it would be relevant and it would be silly of me to not mention her because so many people used to like associate her with me um, when 
she used to be like the only person I would ever talk about when it came to music and so um, just like really fond memories with Ellie and interestingly enough she uh, I just read the other day that she's pregnant um, and she's been hiding it from like everyone like it I think she's like eight or nine months pregnant and no one knew until like the last week or so which I and she like wrote a, an article about it saying like yeah you know I didn't want to really share this with anyone I didn't want people to know I didn't want to like have people judge me by my body and all that stuff um, and you know I'm just like really happy for her I know she's been through like a bunch of different relationships but I think she and her I don't know if they're married but if they are her and her husband um, seem like a really good fit and super cool that she's going to be a mom because I I can't even imagine being like oh yeah Lily Golding's my mom like are you kidding me that is such a cool thing and <laughs> I aspire to, to one day be like, oh yeah, Ellie Golding's my mom. Like, that's my mom right there. She makes incredible music. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, let's head into a quick ad break and I'm going to take a second to stretch. I think my legs have fallen asleep as I've been recording this, which is hilarious. Um, so I'm going to let them <laughs> get some blood flowing back into them before we head into the next episode, or the next segment. Um, but on the flip, we're going to talk about um, ESPN. <laughs> I know it's not very original and you're probably like why are you talking about sports again but we're going to talk about ESPN and then we are going to talk about like the concert like the idea of like being enthusiastic and like enthusiasm and stuff like that so today's episode is going to be really short it probably won't last more than like 40 minutes or so um but that's all I really have prepared for this first Prospect Park adventure extravaganza if you will um but yeah let's head into an ad break and I'll be right back um so we're back we are back recording i just took like the longest break ever because my foot was quite literally asleep and it hurt um really badly so i went up and took a walk but we are back we're recording um so let's jump back right back into where we're at so as i mentioned i was going to talk about (laughs) espn which is of course the fucking television channel um that's all about sports and then i was going to talk about like sort of like enthusiasm and like being an enthusiastic person um which is something that I struggle with a lot and I I kind of like have some thoughts and feelings towards that um but yeah ESPN the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I I had such like a an interesting childhood where I I didn't really enjoy necessarily like watching Disney Channel or like Nickelodeon or stuff like that which honestly I was definitely missing out because I've gone back and watched some of those shows now as like an adult and they actually seem kind of fun um but instead I would spend pretty much all my time when I was watching TV watching ESPN the like I said the sports channel um and particularly I would be watching like Sports Center and and things like Around the Horn and, and those different uh, programs that existed on ESPN. And through it, I developed this like huge um, passion towards sports. And, and I, I know I actually spoke about this a little bit in the last episode where I talked about how on like the surface, I don't seem to come off as someone that enjoys sports a lot because I don't really talk about it. I don't like, you know, wear team jerseys or anything like that. Um, but I, I love watching sports so much, and I, I think that passion came from watching Sports Center like 24/7, um, and and through watching it all the time, I developed this unbelievable, like memory bank of information where I can now name, like like literally like any single player on on any single team, just by like taking a quick like glance at their like if 
if you give me a last name, I can definitely give you their first name. Like, no questions asked. I can get it super quickly. Um, if you tell me, like, who won this championship this year or, like, which team is doing the best or, you know, stuff like that, I, I'll know it because I, I, like, developed this weird, like memorization where just by looking at all of the stats and scores that they would like showcase on sort of like the bottom of the screen they had kind of like a running like news headline type of thing where they would list all of the scores and all of the players and all that stuff um i would like memorize it but i i wasn't doing it purposefully i think i was just like from from watching it and from looking at it so often and and that like news header would repeat so often um, once it hit like the end of the line of headlines, I think from just like seeing that constantly, I I just became so familiar with all these different players and and have remained familiar with all of them. Um, and through that, I think I mean I was just talking a few moments ago about how my dream job would have been to like have been a pop star and stuff like that. However, I know that that is just like completely out of the equation, and that's like if I had three wishes, it would be to become a pop star but a realistic or a more realistic dream job that still probably won't ever happen but I think I would be good at would be a sports commentator or like a sports analyst or even um well the people that like host sports center and stuff like that I mean they're definitely into sports a, a bunch and that's why they work there but they're, they're they they're more known and they're chosen for TV because of their personalities. Whereas when you're like a sports analyst or a sports commentator, yes, you need a little bit of personality because you're still talking on live television and they don't just want like a bland person doing that. But you also have to have like in-depth knowledge of the sport that you're talking about. And so I think I would love to be a commentator either for, I guess, three sports I think I would be good at. Um, I think basketball, for sure, it's it's my favorite sport to watch. Probably the sport that I have the least amount of experience in, so maybe I would actually need to learn a little bit more about, you know, the different plays and the different strategies and, and formations and all that type of stuff. Um, but it's definitely my favorite sport to watch, and so I think commentating it would be extremely fun for me, as opposed to being, like, an analyst. Um, but then the other two sports I would say would probably be baseball and then uh, golf. Um, I know golf you're probably like oh that's so boring why would you ever want to commentate on that um golf for me is is fun to watch because of the the different courses that they play you know in basketball and baseball and stuff like that there's like you know there's constants like you're most i mean every stadium in baseball and basketball is different but like you're still kind of playing on like relatively similar dimensions every for every game i mean especially in basketball the basketball court doesn't change whatsoever in baseball you know the the lengths of the fields are a little bit different in terms of like the outfield and stuff like that um, but it's all relatively similar right whereas in golf the each tournament is played on a different course and every single course is unique and has its own sort of um, unique characteristics that go into the design of the course um, and so I would love to be an analyst in that respect to be able to like talk about that and you know from watching golf so much over the years I've sort of developed an interest in in definitely like course design and like course management and stuff like that and so it would be really fun to be out there following the players and getting a chance to sort of discuss those types of things on air and be like yeah like this this shot is challenging for this amount of reasons and talk about the wind direction talk about the slope or talk about the angle in which they're attacking the pin and stuff like that um i just think i i would 
be good at that. Um, and with baseball, I think baseball I would probably be better as a commentator, whether it's like a play-by-play commentator or um, usually, usually the commentating teams they'll have like the main play-by-play guy, and then they'll have like one or two other kind of analytic, analytical, <laughs> analytic, analytical type of commentators where they're not saying they're not describing every single thing that's happening, but they're giving their sort of opinions and perspectives on the players and on the teams and stuff like that. And so I think that type of role would be really fun and something that I would really enjoy. Um, but it's all because of ESPN and and getting myself involved and and interested in sports at such a young age. Um, and it's, I mean, it, I did say this in last episode, but sports is really like this guilty pleasure for me where I don't come off on the surface as someone who is obsessed with sports and knows a ton about sports. But if you get me talking with someone who does, like we could talk for hours just talking about um, the different teams and like what's been going on and like what our predictions are for the season and, and stuff like that. And um, I've, I, I guess one of the ways in which like I interact with sports um, is I do like fantasy, fantasy sports, I guess. Um, and I, the main sport that I do with fantasy sports is fantasy football. And I have become, I mean, I'll be honest, like I, I just choose like random leagues. So I'm not doing it with the same people every year. So it's not like a good way to necessarily judge yourself in terms of like how good you are. Um, but I have won the championship four years in a row for the different fantasy football leagues that I've been joining. And I think it's just because I am like so up to date on what's going on and I can predict which players are going to have a good season and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not coming on here to brag and say, oh, I'm this like mastermind. Cause if I was, then, well, then why wouldn't I be making it a career of mine? Um, but it, it's just like a fun thing for me to do. It's, it's a way for me to like be competitive without actually like playing the sport and, um, it's, it still like gets me thinking about different ways in which I can win and what like strategies I should do when I'm picking up certain players and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just like sports is like such a big part of my life and I, I really owe it all to, to sports center and like watching and getting involved with all the different sports that they would show on there and like become familiar with the players because I mean the base reason I love sports is like just the players that are involved right and the different personalities and like getting to know their backgrounds and their stories and connecting with those and and following them throughout their career I mean you know we we are so lucky for our generation I mean I know maybe you can make this case for every generation but I feel like right now we are just so lucky because there are so many unbelievable sports players sports players I'm (laughs) so many unbelievable athletes um whether it's lebron james or in tennis you know federer nadal and djokovic or in golf tiger woods or you know in baseball baseball's a little bit different there's i wouldn't say there's like someone dominating baseball but i mean you still have like really good pitchers and you've got like mike trout and you know jacob Degrom and, and stuff like that um and you know in football i mean i don't love him per se but we still grew up with people like sort of like Tom Brady and and Peyton Manning and stuff like that and so we are just like living in this general and then I mean before I go even further I forgot to even mention like Serena Williams and and all the unbelievable um, female athletes as well um, that we have been able to witness and experience as part of this generation and it's just like it feels like there's never been a better time to be a sports fan Um, 
and it's so accessible these days like you no matter which team you root for you can watch them online you can stream all the games um, usually without like having to dish out too much of a cost which is really really nice um, and I just you know it's it's fun for me to to like watch and follow all the different sports and keep up to date with them um, because it's basically like a year-round thing it's not like a TV show where it's like you watch a season and then you're like oh man like I have to wait another year for the next season to come out it's like sports is 24-7 and, and that's such like a fun and unique thing about it um, and something that I, I just am really appreciative of and, and grateful for I guess um, but yeah I guess that's all I really have to say about that but I just thought it was interesting and I, I, I could do like I could literally make this a sports podcast if I wanted to but I know that nobody would enjoy that because most of my friends aren't actually that interested in sports which is totally okay you don't it's not everybody's cup of tea and that's why I like keeping it to myself because I can I can enjoy it by myself um, and I don't have to like worry about um, you know like infringing on, on other people's interests by constantly talking about sports so yeah um, the last like word or phrase or whatever that I wanted to talk about uh, was this concept of like enthusiasm and being an enthusiastic person this is something that I struggle with um, I, I've said this before and I'll keep saying it like I have been quite a pessimistic and like negative person for much of my life um, and I, like it, whenever something like good happens to me it's it's very rare for me to show enthusiasm or um, you know if something's exciting is happening I, I don't like I, I might be excited internally but I don't like show that on the surface um, and so it like I think because of that um, it's very hard for me to be an enthusiastic person until I get excited about things that I am excited about and should be excited about but I can't like outwardly like portray that um and I don't you know I don't know like why this became a thing for me and like why it's been so difficult but um it's definitely something I, I really want to work on because there's been like countless times where whether it's like a birthday or maybe like Christmas and stuff like that where um, I might receive a gift or maybe something like someone like goes out of their way to like do something for me or maybe like someone surprises me with something or something like that right does something really nice for me and I would be so grateful and appreciative but I wouldn't like show that like I would just be like oh thanks or like oh that's awesome like thank you so much like you're amazing but I wouldn't like be like the crazy reaction that maybe that person was like expecting or like you know was hoping for um and I just like it's it's just another sort of you know notch in my belt that I I don't know if that's the right phrasing I was trying to think of some, another like tool in my belt tool in my shed I have no idea what I'm saying right now it's just like another thing uh, that I want to work on I guess it's not even like personality wise like I don't think in being a enthusiastic person is like a personality trait necessarily um, I think it's just like I need to when something good happens to me I need to like embrace it and be like thankful and appreciative and I and I, I should show that with my body language and like I, I just don't think I do that really um, and that can be bad because then you know in the case where if someone gets you a gift or like they surprise you and you you don't like react 
the way you should or the way they think you would react then then that person might feel shitty and then they might like regret or second guess the thing that they got for you or like the way in which they surprised you or it's like they didn't do anything wrong in fact they did a really really nice thing for you um but it's like if you're not giving off that like positive energy um through your body language through your reactions through your behavior through your words through your tone anything like that um then it can be really quite awkward um so I, it's just another thing that I, you know, as I just said, it's another thing that I want to work on and I don't know the exact way to work on it other than just like when something good happens to me, like just being super excited about it and showing that and like being thankful and, um, and just like making whoever has done something for me, making them feel good about what they've just done. Um, because, you know, it's 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 important i feel like and and another thing with regards to enthusiasm is like i i feel like i'm a very humble person and i when something happens to me i'm always like questioning why it happened to me and like why i received this award or like especially during my senior year i i was awarded a couple of things for my major department and i was just like i don't deserve this like why are they giving this to me it should go to someone else and that's like that's not a time to react like that like if if someone is taken the time and effort to award you with something and you've you know you've been selected or whatever um why why second guess it you know rather than do that you should be super excited and be like yeah like i deserve this and i'm gonna show it by being super happy putting a smile on my face etc whereas i think in the past i've just been like oh like thank you so much but then spending like the rest of my day thinking like well why did i get this like i don't deserve this at all um, and that's just such bad mindset to have and such like just feeds into this negative energy that like fills me from time to time. Um, so working on that, I think is a really important thing that I, I want to do. And, and I think I will be able to do that. Um, you know, I, I talked about this identifying alternative thoughts, like mindset in my last episode. Um, and, and I can use that to sort of like channel this new enthusiasm, like trait that I want to develop, I guess. Um, it feels so, I like, whenever I'm talking about these things, they always, like, sound good in my head, and then I get on the mic, and I'm like, wow, this just sounds horrific, but, um, I think you probably can get it, what I'm getting at, so, that's good. Um, anyways, I'm gonna wrap up this episode, because I don't have a whole lot else to talk about, and I don't want to just, like, ramble on, um, and my back, once again, is starting to really hurt from, uh, hunching over and doing this episode, but it is an unbelievably beautiful day here in Prospect Park, the sun is still shining, um, and I'm going to take a walk and, and really just enjoy this day and, and you know, go home and, and make a yummy dinner. Um, I made my soup for the week this uh, morning, so really excited about that. Um, and just really excited for sort of the weeks to come. I'm, I'm so happy that the weather's getting warmer and that, you know, people are getting vaccinated and, and stuff like that. Um, I just think we're like turning a new leaf in this crazy, crazy adventure that we've been on. And, you know, things are still, things aren't just gonna change in a dime, but I, it really, it makes me feel better knowing that people are starting to feel better. Um, and, and we can all kind of use that energy towards creating um, a better life for all of us. So yeah, 
anyways thank you guys so much for listening it's been a blast i will continue to do these episodes um may or may not always be in prospect park depending on you know how excited i am to get out and and go do them but i'm i think i'm going to try and keep doing them because it's fun to just be outside i love being outside and recording um but as always you know if you enjoyed today's episode feel free to leave a rate and review on apple podcasts or if you're listening on spotify i don't think you can review on spotify but uh, if you want to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, that'd be awesome. And with that, I'm going to send it over to my girls at Muna for the outro.